This week on Erotic Awakening, Brat University, Arts of Fetish and Mormon Swinging. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The Erotic Awakening podcast is grateful to the support of our patron community. You receive ad-free early access to the podcast, free ebooks, exclusive chats, and other content, as well as other perks. Thanks to all of our supporters, including our newest one, April. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Don. Did you know that recently we were having a conversation on our polyamory discord group and you said for whatever reason that you, when you brat, I don't even notice. And I disagree. I think (laughs) you are beginning to turn into a brat. I don't, I don't know that I want to be a brat, but it is kind of fun. Well, I was, I was never 20 years of not even knowing how to brat. Well, I don't agree. And I'm, this is an intervention. Okay. And today <laughs> I've got Zoe on from the Brat University podcast to help me figure this out. Zoe, thanks thanks for coming on. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. So Brat University podcast is all about, not only is it about uh, other Kink 101 stuff, but it's also about in, in ethically bratting and other stuff like that. Tell me a little bit more about Brett University podcast to start. Okay. Okay. So um, uh, really quick. So I got to hop back a little bit to tell you how it became a thing. So I um, have a TikTok and I, of course, post funny Brat content because Brat content is freaking hilarious. But also I realized there were a lot of instances of Brats doing things that weren't ethical, like um, bratting at random people online or pushing their partner's boundaries. And a lot of them were just like, you know, I just thought this is what they do. And I was just like, no, that's, that's, that's not it. And then I realized there isn't really anywhere you can go nowadays and get that information. I can't find books on it. There's a few websites here and there that talk about it, but you know, I don't, they're, they're not on class rosters when I go to sign up for classes. And so I was like, where, what can I do to provide information about this to people? And so I got a couple of my other TikTok friends and we got together and both of them are brats as well. And I was like, hey, how about we put out this podcast that talks about these different brat topics? One, um, just so people that you know, might want to identify as brats or people that do identify as brats know how to do so in an ethical way. Most of it uh, involves, uh, it involves a, or revolves, sorry, around consent. And uh, I think so many brats brat without consent. And that's where like brats get a super like bad rap um, that we top from the bottom and we don't listen and we just want to disobey our dominance and this, this whole thing. But then you know, I could go into how like doms can be brats too, but that's a totally different topic for a totally different day. Uh, oh yeah, no, mine mine is a brat too. Um, he will never admit it to you, but he definitely is. Um, but um, so there was that portion, and then also just to give people an idea of what the heck a brat is, anyways, because there are so many people I know that have never like encountered one but they have all these preconceived ideas of what they are. And I was just like, 
No. So whether you're a brat yourself trying to learn or you just want to know what the hell a brat is anyways, um, that's what our podcast is for. We also um, added in like kink 101 topics, nothing teaching any sort of kink or fetish specifically, but just things like what is a munch? What is munch etiquette? Um, what does the vetting process look like? Um, setting boundaries with partners, talking about negotiations. So like things that like if you were a newbie, these are things you should probably know. So let's start there, though. Let's say I'm a newbie. What the heck is a brat? Well, I've got a question with that, though. And I'm kind of curious if you know this term because you're way younger than we are. Okay. So what is the difference between a brat and a Sam? Which is okay. a smart-ass masochist. All right, well, we yes. one question at a time, for God's okay. sake. Okay, <laughs> so we actually did a whole episode on what is it? It's called What is a Brat Anyways, which literally answers that question. And we found some definitions online, but then we kind of took those and morphed them into something of our own. Basically, a brat is a person that likes to instigate like conflict and those that are listening can't see it but i have like air quotes around conflict (laughs) to engage in some sort of scene or activity and it's i would say a simulated power struggle because when it comes to bratting there are boundaries and limits and what you you know can or can't brat about how far are you allowed to brat so like bratting technically is never being directly disobedient because you're Dom said it was okay. So you're technically not disobeying anything. Mm-hmm. But um, so it's it's simulated disobedience. And um now I have to go and like I put it in a doc. So give me a second. It was like the perfect definition for what the hell a brat is, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. So give me like two seconds while I I love the I'm, idea of just the 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 first part you've said already, the simulated power struggle, right? Which um is I think where a lot of the bad vibes people get towards brats is that they don't recognize that it is a simulated power struggle, that the determination of who wins that power struggle is already made. Yeah, I think I had a issue with that when we started coming across to brats. Is that because my kink is obeying, so I never understood why brats seem to be defiant. Mm-hmm. So, so brat like the power struggle. So, like I said, it's a simulated power struggle. So, um, so one of the ones we looked at it. You know, it started on Urban Dictionary. Obviously, if you're going to go find your terms and labels, please don't just stop at Urban Dictionary. But we started there, and. Um, it, it honestly had a good like jumping off point. It said a type of BDSM label in which a sub, in most cases, I love that they added that, enjoys misbehaving to the dom, caregiver, whatever the you know D type is for attention and punishments. So, and that also is a whole thing. Not every brat wants punishments. Like I said, there's a whole minutia to this, which is why like our podcast is a thing. But basically. If I were to be defiant, like, um, I'll give you a scenario. Um, my big thing to say is, what are you going to do about it? Make me. And I legit want you to make me. I want mm-hmm. to submit, but I don't want to do it willingly. I want you to put me in my place. And that is what I have found with a lot of brats is we want to be put, at least if, on the sub side, want to be put in our place. 
Like, yeah, I'll get on my knees, but like, you got to make me get there. I'm not just going to kneel in front of you because you said to do so. I, I like to obey and I like to be made to obey. I don't know that I've ever in 22 years told Dan, what are you going to do about it? Make me. <laughs> I think he would turn and walk away. <laughs> um, And not every rat does that. There's also something called malicious compliance, which is where you're doing what the Dom said, but you know, it's not what they meant. So if your D type told you, go make me a cup of tea and you bring them back cold tea and you say, well, I made you a cup of tea. You didn't say it had to be hot tea or to go kneel in the bedroom and wait. And I've seen someone say they've gone and knelt in the closet in the bedroom. <laughs> so, like, there's... Laughing, but I don't know that I could ever do that. <laughs> and I that's would... okay. I would I go love... in the kitchen and take a piece of paper and write the letter T on it over and over again and put it in the cup. It said, here you go, a cup of tea. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cup of tea. What so, I, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's definitely not for everybody. Um, there's a there's a thing on TikTok where like the good girls and the brats, like we have like simulated battles or whatever, but like we each show love for each other because I, you know, we hear that on TikTok a lot, like I could never, or the good girls think that they're boring because the brats get all of the attention. And I'm just like, no, you're not boring. Don't get me wrong. And I will deny this if anyone comes at me about it. I am a good girl a decent amount of the time. Mm-hmm. A decent amount of time. But I will, if you, if you add, no, I never said that. Um, uh, but sometimes, like, like it said, sometimes it's for attention. Like, maybe, you know, I, I, you know, I want you to put me in my place right now. Now, I could say, hey, I want you to do this thing. But that doesn't always, you know, it, it's kind of hard to, like, ask for that sometimes, mm-hmm. at least for me. And so by bratting, it is an indication to the dominant, like, oh, they want me to do this. And that's where, like, negotiations come in place, like, um, if I'll, I'll talk to my dominant, like if I'm bratting in this way, it usually means I want this, um, you know, and for me, it, you know, depends on what I'm doing. If I'm just being sassy, you know, I might just want you, it might just be a voice and that's all I need for you to like, tell me to stop it. Or um, I've had instances where I've said something and I'll like be snarky and I'll turn around to like walk out of the room and I've had my dom come up behind me and like put his hand on my throat and be like you know do you want to say that again and like that's all I'm looking for it's just you know re reinforcing that dynamic and some people also don't like it because they say it's testing the dynamic like why do you have to test it constantly but like I personally don't see it as testing like I know it's there and I know it exists but like in that moment I just want to feel it and so I do stuff to poke at it. Um, now, I've had other people who brat way harder than I do. I find it funny, like, looking at Dawn's face of some of the things that I've done. And I'm like, there are some things some other brats have done that I would never do in a million years. Like, I've seen other brats uh, tell them, like, they'll ask their Dom to do something for them. And, of course, Dom's being nice. We'll do that for them. And they'll come back and they'll be like, oh, you're such a good boy. And I'm like, I would never in a million years. Now, shit like that would get to the other part of this definition where it says you're looking for a punishment like you want to be punished which 
people also find tricky with brats because like you know if it's a punishment you're not supposed to like it and that's where you get the term punishment Mm-hmm. And we recently just posted an episode about that where punishment and punishments are two different things. A punishment, both parties want that to happen. And as far as a punishment, both parties uh, believe it deserves to happen because I don't ever think a dom or a submissive wants a punishment to happen. We don't go out seeking an, like an actual punishment. Like for me, punishments are different in how they're administered, the voice that's used, but like, um, punishments I was and this was like in the beginning of our relationship but like my partner was at work and I was being a shit via text and it was the whole like you're not here what are you gonna do about it I think I was saying that I was gonna play with myself because they weren't home and I wasn't supposed to and I was like you can't stop me you're not here ha and then he's like that's fine I'll take care of it when I get home and I'm like okay I mean I didn't actually do it but I was being a bratty little shit and he comes home and I I didn't think he was going to take care of it right when he got home, but he did. He comes and he embraces me and he kisses me. And the next thing I know, he pushes me face down on the bed. He grabs the paddle from off the wall because there's one that just sits on the wall at all times. And next thing I know, I'm getting spanked. And I'm just like, oh, OK. So like that would be a punishment because I'm not actively being punished. I didn't like. You know, if I had actually like, you know, touched myself, then yeah, there'd be a punishment because I was told not to. But I was being a bratty shit, but technically didn't break any rules. So you get the punishment because I was looking for that. I was looking for the fun of like a punishment without the like seriousness that a punishment mm-hmm. can bring. So bratting, like it says, is I feel like often done for attention and punishment um, or punishment instead of I will say punishment instead of punishment. Um, and other brats might brat for different reasons, but that seems to be, um, the consensus. It seems to be what I've seen and anything, anyone that I've talked to, my own experiences, it seems to kind of be the reasons why brats do what they do. And, um, that's kind of who brats are in a nutshell. It's, it's poking the bear to get a reaction. No, I was just going to, everything that you're describing is um sounds like the first spanking party we went to Mm -hmm. because the first spanking party it was all about spanking and anybody that was like brought up on charges and here's my air quotes was pulled in front of the court and then the court dished out how many spankings they got so the brats would go around like crawling under chairs and tying shoelaces of the doms together (laughs) and just you know just all kinds of stuff like that and it was all yeah it was all role playing and stuff. You know, it was a party mm. and you know, this is what was expected because that's why they created the court was so the judge could hand out punishment. Yeah. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever been bratting? And I mean, most of Don's a very playful human. We you know we don't use the word brat and, and probably a pro, I don't know, but she's pretty playful and I'm pretty playful, but there's sometimes where Dawn can be her normal playful stuff. And I'm just not in the mood for that shit. And I take it very badly. Have Is that something that brats have to worry about? Is that something like yes. that? Sometimes your doms are not in the mood for that shit. Yes. And so we actually had an episode on that too, because we were talking about <laughs> boundaries and limitations. See, you guys should just listen to my podcast and you would have answers to your questions. And all of our <laughs> listeners are going to go listen to it, but we got to get them started somewhere. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so we talked about setting limits 
um, just out the gate. Like there are some things that I'm not allowed to do with my current partner. Like if my partner said, go do this, I can't be, you know, are you going to make me? They do not like direct confrontation. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I do, but you know, that's the limit for them. And so me, I'm just, more of a smart ass and I'm sassy like I'm gonna go do it but you're gonna hear me catch an attitude the entire way I'm on my way to go do it but um there are some times where like even that and he he'll just be like no and then you stop or um we talked about brats uh being attuned to their dom's responses mm-hmm. um if you do something and let's say most of the time you get a reaction out of them and because it's something in your dynamic and this time you do it and there seems to be either a negative response or no response stop stop bratting stop doing it and check in like hey are you okay is this too much right now do you need me to stop and I've done that um you know and and asking if you have, you know, pushed too far is not something bad. It happens. I actually made a TikTok the other day about it. It was a sound and all it said was, ooh, I fucked up. And it was saying, like, when you've bratted too hard and act like accidentally upset your D-type because you don't do it intentionally trying to piss them off. But sometimes, you know, you catch them in a bad headspace. Maybe they had a bad day, but, you know you didn't know about it yet. Like, no, it happens. And this is something that you have to, you know, watch out for. But this is where um, kind of getting to know your partner a bit, getting to know their reactions, it might help. Um, I will say it also helps if the D-type does speak up and says, hey, I'm not in the mood right now because we are not mind readers. But I know that is not always the easiest thing to do if you are having a bad day and in your own head. Um, but this is where if you do something and you're not getting the reaction from them that you're looking for or that you, you know, are trying to get either say, Hey, did you know that this was me trying to start this? Um, are you just not in the mood? So no, it's definitely something we have to be mindful of. And, uh, that was a conversation we had about consent that, you know, I don't care if you're in a bratty mood, if, you know, your partner is not, then you need to stop because bratting as much as people, I think, don't realize it, bratting is a kink and all kink needs consent. And it doesn't matter if you've done it 52 million times. This might be the one time where they're like, hey, don't. I like to be spanked, but this might be the one time where I'm like, no, I'm not in the mood right now. Like it's, it's the same thing. And it involves checking in if things don't go the way they usually do now correct this for me there's this um clearly incorrect perception that doms can be brats as well uh, that's not uh, true. <laughs> um okay so that is not an incorrect <laughs> assertion there doms can definitely be brats and this is where you kind of have the opposite it's where the dom will try to trip the sub up to get them to misbehave air quotes in some way so that a punishment will take place. Um, I don't remember why or how it happened, but like my Dom in particular likes to pick and um, he was doing something and I bit him and I wasn't supposed to do that. And he was like, Oh, Nope, you bit me. And I'm just like, but you, and he was like, I don't care. And like, 
obviously in his tone, I knew I wasn't in like any actual trouble because he provoked it. So we're, you know, same thing, but from the top down instead of from the bottom up, it's them provoking their submissive to get a reaction out of them. Um, and he loves doing, he loves doing a lot of things just to get a reaction out of me. Um, he loves when he says stuff and I go quiet and I'm kind of just like, I make like an embarrassed face and he'll just be like, oh, what's wrong? And I'm like, shut up. You know exactly what's wrong. You know exactly what's going on in my head right now. You can just stuff it. Um, so he, he likes to do that. Uh, he's definitely that person that also likes to like say these things to me in like public places like we'll be at the grocery store and he'll come behind me and like um like pinch my butt or he'll come behind me and say something in my ear and I'm just like I know no one heard him and I know no one saw him but everything inside me is like oh god I'm embarrassed right now <laughs> um uh he's also very sassy verbally um kind of a pedantic asshole but like not to the point where he's a dick but um what well, we were doing something earlier today and because we, we we had some fun times yesterday morning and I was like yeah I really liked what we did yesterday he goes what did we do yesterday I don't rem- I don't remember and I was like yesterday morning and he goes I don't remember that. Can you remind me? And it's crap like that. And I'm just like, you know very well what the fuck I'm talking about. You know every, but like he like made me say it. So it's it's that same just kind of poking the bear to get a reaction. So Doms can definitely, definitely be brats. Right, but you well, do not have to be a bratty Dom in order to be with a bratty submissive. You do not, those do not have to go together. Honestly, I think it'd be kind of fun, but like you do not have to be a brat yourself in order to be with a brat. Well, well you're stepping all over my toes now, so I'm <laughs> going to make this interview go away. Uh, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Has your Dom ever listened to the podcast, realized you'd done something, and then said, hey, what's up with that? No. <laughs> and I'm glad that he can't hear this right now because my headphones are on. But um, no, um, I think anything I usually mention on the podcast isn't something that like I done and he doesn't know about. It's usually ta- me talking about something that has already happened. Um, I've definitely made TikToks that he was unaware of. Um, usually involved me like filming him and doing something silly or <laughs> things like that and so i've done that without him knowing about it um really quick before you send me away don asked a question way in the beginning and i feel like i need to answer the difference between a brat and a sam oh yeah um, so as you said uh a sam is a smart ass masochist there is a incorrect assumption that all brats are masochists they are not I know many brats that don't like to be spanked, that don't like any form of masochism. A punishment can be anything, and it does not have to be in a masochistic sense. Me, I am a masochist, so I like to be spanked, but not all doms are masochists. So where a smartass masochist is being a smartass, simply to get you to do something sadistic to them. They're trying to get you to spank them. They're trying to get you to do something to hurt them. Uh, A brat is not necessarily doing that because not all brats are masochists. Good. Thank you. Oh, Thanks oh. for coming back to that. And, and you're not getting away from us quite yet. Stick around oh, uncomfortably you. while we wrap this thing up. <laughs> um, Don, did you know that it's less than 
it's less time than you think before we are up to Cleveland to talk about teaching about polyamory and about sexual BDSM. So that is very true. So it's coming up very fast. And you can find out more about that and keep up with all of our events, book news, and discounts via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And you get your awesome EA shout out like Greg from New York. So head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe and get your shout out today. Not too much else to talk about except for swinging Mormons. But first, (laughs) Dawn, we do have our three fetishes. Zoe, um, you buy the global contract of podcaster to podcaster interviews are bound by duty to answer one of these questions about a fetish. Were you aware of that? Ah, uh, you might have mentioned it somewhere before this thing started, but uh, the, let's 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 do it. I, I'm anxious. <laughs> awesome bullshit! I just threw out there, huh? <laughs> All right, pick a number: one, two, or three. Three. Oh, are you into orgasm denial? You know, where your orgasm is just denied entirely or delayed. Yes, with several caveats. <laughs> but yes. So awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm more for delayed than completely denied. Um, I have done scenes where I didn't get to come at all. And like I would say I was fine and I enjoyed it. But I am someone that I have a very high sex drive. And so like, I need to come like at least every few days. Um, I've gone longer than that. And I damn near imploded, or at least that's what it felt like. Um, So extended periods, I can, it's not my favorite thing, which is why it's often used as a punishment for me because I don't Mm, like it. Um, But it's definitely something I engage in. I do like, like if I'm having a scene, um, being edged multiple times and denied is something that I enjoy. Um, Even better if it does end in like a body shattering orgasm. But I have had ones where I've been edged multiple times and there was no orgasm and like the sheer frustration (laughs) at the end of that. Mm. Uh, But no, it's something I like. Orgasm denial is fun. You know, oddly enough, I am a fan of my own orgasm denial or delay. Um, But that's more about I like being horny and on the edge and just being like that for days. What about you, Dawn? So I like the whole orgasm control thing. So and if denial is part of that, then that's part of it. So I like having to ask permission before I can have an orgasm. And sometimes he says no. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm definitely more orgasm control than just pure orgasm denial and like you said if denial is part of that then i'm okay with that um but i've definitely had the other side of the spectrum where you know you're gonna come like 10 times in a short Mm -hmm. period of time because i said so um Mm -hmm. but uh no it's fun uh my partner definitely likes keeping me i like how you said that dan about the whole like i like being horny and needy all the time and apparently that's how he likes me too so (laughs) there's a lot of teasing and things of that nature and so yeah it's it's a it's a thing for me i like it okay i now i don't uh i don't mean to be offensive i don't know if you're in some kind of a situation where you're non-monogamous but i have already written down on this little notebook that if you and i ever hook up and you brat 
I am going to deny you an orgasm. That's already written on my little book here. So just <laughs> FYI, when I run into you. Uh, Dawn, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go to. Dawn, how do you feel about olfactophilia? You know, that attraction to smells or perhaps some pungent body odors. Pungent mm. body odors. Huh. Um, am I attracted to smell? Okay, so I'm going to say for one, this is not a kink or a fetish, but there are some smells that we talk about in our um, sexorama, sacred mm-hmm. sexuality, mm-hmm. Um, sexorama class that do turn me on. And that is things like um, ocean water, mm. like, like marshy water. And that's because I had a lot of sex around <laughs> outside around rivers and marshes and I'm, I'm from the eastern shore of Maryland so there's a lot of that there a lot of water and um pool chlorine and god I feel like there's something else but I can't think of it off the top of my head um that smells that do trigger some horniness that okay. do trigger the thing but I, I can't say it's like well I don't know hmm I like your smell and I'm not saying you have a pungent body odor, but I like your smell. And when he used to go like on business trips, he would leave yeah. me with a t-shirt. Yeah. So, you know, cause I like that. I was going to say that. I'm like, I don't think that that's a kink for me either. Unless it's specifically my partner's smell. Mm-hmm. I told him like his smell does one or two things for me. Either it's very comforting or I'll smell him and I'm like, I'm instantly horny now. Like, and yeah. I'm like, you're going to have to back up. Uh, <laughs> usually we're like on our way to go somewhere and he'll put on like his deodorant or whatever. And, um, and it's not like it's a deodorant other partners of mine haven't used, but it like on him and mixed with his own like natural scent. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It 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 has a it has an effect, but it's just yeah. him. Like nothing else does it. Yeah. So, what about you, Dan? Smells? Not really. Um, other than you know the obvious, I like the smell of uh, fresh pussy. Yeah. But that's about <laughs> it. But, you know, smell is a big thing though, because when Dan and I go on poly dates, or if we go out for one night hookups or whatever. We change our clothes and change and take a shower before we come home or as soon as we come home because we smell like that other person. You know, I don't like other people in my bed because I can smell them. So that can be a really strong thing for people. Mm-hmm. It so, really can. Yeah. What's mine? So what's yours? Yours is odontophilia, which is the general fetish for teeth which can include biting, licking, or what? Which can include biting, licking teeth, or even removing them. Wow. Boy, that's a whole spectrum. Right? I hope they mean mean false teeth. I sure hope so. Yeah. Are you into anything to do with teeth? My whole problem with this one is biting is a separate fetish all on its own. I think so, too. Therefore, right. I'm going to say no. The removal of teeth, uh, teeth-related things. I wish it was my fetish. I wish I could go to the dentist with something other than dread. That would be awesome. <laughs> but no, uh, not a thing. I'm with you, though. I think biting is its whole other thing. Yeah. So Agreed, because I like biting, but I don't. I wouldn't say that I don't, can't even remember the words you just said. Odontophilia. Um, 
Odontophilia is not my thing, but biting by itself is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Can you imagine somebody with that kink going to the dentist? <laughs> like, let's say they get a teeth removed and they're just like, can I keep that tooth, please? I need it for later. <laughs> um. Well, there's our fetishes for the day. <laughs> Zoe, you mentioned a few times that you're on the TikTok. Don, apparently you found, or someone found... Ohio Hedgehog sent this to me. So he uh, sent it to me today, I think it was. And it is about a Mormon wife on TikTok. Um, my understanding is she's also got an OnlyFans site. But, um, but this Mormon wife on TikTok has blown it up. And she talks about the swinging that goes on between the Mormons in Utah and that um, she tells a lot of details about it. And some people will admit to soft swinging and she says, Nope, she was part of a group that, that, that went the whole way. So, and now she's in the middle of a divorce. So this is, you know, this huge thing on TikTok. And I was telling um, Ohio hedgehog, I'm like, you know, good for them. We know people from Utah and a lot of people that we know that got out of the Mormon um, religion kind of swung, haha, swung, <laughs> swung their pendulum on the complete opposite side of the scale. So they went leather, they went kink, they went poly, they got tattoos, you know, peers, you know, they, they just did, did the whole thing and are loving it. And I'm like, and the women get to swing in this, which means they get to experience other men. Yay! Good for them. Right? <laughs> they get a little, a little extra as well. So, so I'm not exactly sure why it's such a big deal, but I because don't like in the Mormon. It. So it's it's really weird. Um, I years years ago I was baptized as a Mormon. Uh, actually during my freshman year in college, really? I didn't know. A, yeah, I didn't know a whole lot. And it seemed like the right thing to do at the time. And there's a, I will say there's a lot of things they don't tell you before you get baptized because, you know, they can't tell you until you're baptized. So like I, I, after that point, I was just like, nope. And I feel like a lot of it, and this is my own personal experience. And I swear, I'm not trying to say the Mormon faith is terrible. This is my own personal experience. I feel like there's a lot of sexual repression, but also at the same time, they want you to date and marry people and make babies. And I'm just sitting there like, they do know how babies are made, right? And like, what if you marry somebody and they're just, you're not compatible in the sack. And I'm just like, like, how does that work? And I just remember, um, so back when this happened, I was super big into Vampire Diaries, super big. Okay. And the background on my laptop was the two brothers from Vampire Diaries, and they were shirtless because Ian Summerholder is just yum. <laughs> um, like, even to this day, he's an older man now, and he's got the scruff, and I'm just like, yes, please. Anywho, um, and I got, like, in trouble for it because it was enticing, unholy thoughts. And I'm just like, so now I've got to monitor my, you know, my thoughts. I'm just like... I'm not doing anything. You know, at the time I hadn't had sex yet. I hadn't planned on having sex yet. And honestly, I feel like all this anti-sex stuff is what ended up me going and ended up having sex in the first place. And so I'm not surprised that there are these swinger parties. I'm like, you're told 
you have to date and get married and have kids but like you never got to explore yourself sexually you have no idea what you like you have no idea what you don't like and i'm just like you know if that's your own personal choice and you want to wait until marriage like i get it but i also think that in my personal opinion like you're missing out on being able to discover yourself because you don't get to sample like i only know what my you know favorite topping to put on pizza is is because i've tried multiple toppings on my pizza like so i'm just like how how do you know what you want or what you're compatible with and so i'm assuming that's not even a conversation that happens before they marry somebody to figure out if they're sexually compatible and i at least for me and my relationships if we're not sexually compatible i mean i'm lucky that i'm poly so like it's it's a little bit different like you know the relationship will change but like i emotionally can only go so deep with somebody that i am not sexually involved with Mm-hmm. um because sex for me is a also a huge emotional component for me and so i'm just like i don't know if like i could get married to someone be like in love with them only to find out our sex is trash like i i don't know so i say mm-hmm. kudos to them for going out and exploring that's that's my response as well kudos and and i appreciate you being uh gracious enough not to call out the mormons as a fucked up cult i on the other hand <laughs> have no such reservations um apologize that you're you're baptized religion i just said that thing about it don apparently our dog is a little bit weird if you would like to find out how weird our dog is, you can find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day. So, uh, did you just look at the picture that got posted for today? No, I just posted a picture of upside down ginger all uh, broken looking in the I posted bed. a picture of her today that said happy Monday and she's got a big smile. If you would like to see <laughs> naked pictures of Dawn or pictures of my hot feet, don't follow us on Instagram. You won't find us there. Instead, you'll find pictures of our regular life. Exactly. You can find us there as Erotic Awakening. So take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. <laughs> Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us at Dan and Dawn at the Twitter and Life. Or Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Use the links from the Erotic Awakening website or Facebook and Discord. Or just email us at dandandawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Bye Zoe. Zoe. Bye.